Hi, and welcome to Taking Back Tuesday's podcast. I'm your host, Melissa Mitchell. The reason I started this podcast is because I am on a journey with brain cancer, and I wanted to talk to other people who had been through really difficult trials in their lives or are still going through them, and they're trying to still find joy and happiness in every day. Um, So I've already interviewed a few people, and those episodes are coming, but I wanted to kind of kick it off and just introduce myself first and kind of go through what brought me to today, March 2022. Um, My journey with brain cancer started on May 26th, 2020. So in just a couple months, it'll be two years since I've been diagnosed with cancer. So that is a major milestone to me. Um, It started that I had been having what I thought were panic attacks or episodes of vertigo in the middle of the night. And what I later found out were definitely seizures. Um, I think part of it was just I was too scared to face the fact that it could be something worse. And also, I had been going through an extremely like emotionally stressful time in my life um, prior to this. And this was like right before the pan, like from the fall of uh, 2019, and then the pandemic started. So I had been having these instances for probably six months until I had the major huge seizure. So in March 2020, I had basically taken up residence at my sister's house because the pandemic had just begun and uh, her kids were out of school and and I knew she needed extra help. And so I just kind of started staying there. The beginning of the pandemic was a crazy time, and I don't think any of us knew what was happening. It was really scary, and so I just decided to be there so I could be close to family and not be alone in my apartment in Chicago. So one morning, um, I lived in the basement in like an actual, you know, full, it was a very finished basement, and my window was sort of like street level or lawn level. So I could see uh, my sister and my nieces and nephew playing outside in the pool. And I could tell something was very, very wrong. I was having one of these instances, which basically felt like I was throwing myself off my bed. Like I could not control my body. I was throwing myself off the bed with like a ton of force and had to hold on really strongly to keep from fully falling off. Um, And so I knew this was bad and I needed help. So I started banging on the window. Um, I saw my niece and I told, was pointing to tell her to get her mom. And my sister ran in and she came into the basement um, door, my bedroom door. And she came in and I just said, you know, I'm having one of these things. It's really bad. I don't know what to do. And the situation kind of escalated from there. And I've gone into more detail. My sister has a podcast called Adventures in Autism, and which I highly encourage you to check out. And there's a lot of episodes with me on there going into way more detail with my cancer journey. Um, but what basically ended up happening is that 
I was coherent, but not making a ton of sense at that point. So she basically tossed me in the car and took me to the ER. And on the way to the ER, I just fully lost consciousness, started having what used to be called a grand mal seizure and I believe is now called a tonic-clonic seizure. So, I mean, it just escalated. I started chewing on my tongue, bleeding, spitting, um, you know, just all of my body movements moved to the left side. I eventually fully lost consciousness. And again, this was at the height of COVID. So my sister hysterically, you know, pulled up to the ER. They wouldn't let her in. They brought out a stretcher. I guess they pulled me out, threw me on the stretcher and took me inside. And I didn't, you know, I was totally unconscious. I didn't have my, um, you know, my phone or my wallet or anything like that. So everything I remember from the ER is like very obviously fractured. I remember getting a CAT scan and then getting an MRI. Um, I don't know if I remember this or if I just remember them telling me all this stuff. I remember asking the nurse, where am I? And she told me that I was at Sherman Hospital. And I said, no, I'm not. No, I'm not. And um, I know they gave me a lot of meds to pull me out of this seizure. Um, And I eventually got my phone back, but I couldn't really make sense of it. And they, they kept saying I had a lesion on my brain. They found a lesion on my brain. And then it um, eventually, they said that they weren't equipped to deal with um, like a brain tumor or lesion or whatever. So they sent me in an ambulance in the middle of the night to a larger hospital, not too far away. But that is kind of where all this stuff started taking place. I had a bi- a brain biopsy pretty quickly after which basically involves like drilling a small hole through your skull and um, extracting a piece of the tumor so they can test it. And yeah, from there, it was just a lot of traumatic instances. I had to stay with family friends who live nearby because another part of the story is that my sister who I lived with and her entire family had covid during this time and this was like the early days and I never caught it I uh, had been taking care of them because they were all sick and I never got it but um and I had to get a million COVID tests while I was in the hospital because anytime they did any kind of procedure they um had to do a COVID test because this was still like the very early days so I mean needless to say it was beyond traumatic um Eventually, I was released from the hospital. I had to stay with the family friends because my sister's family all had COVID and I was at way too great of a risk now. Um, Eventually, I went back to my sister's house and then I had surgery a few weeks later. Everything happened pretty quickly. I, you know, had the seizure seizure on May 26, 2020. Um, While I was staying with the friends, I got my diagnosis over Zoom on June 9th, 2020. Um, I was with my friend Annie and they told me that it was a grade two heading to a three. So a grade two, three astrocytoma. And I looked up enough information and this was with my first practice. I've since switched practices, but my first neuro-oncologist was frankly terrible, has an awful bedside manner tends to use outdated statistics and 
it doesn't even doesn't even not sugarcoat things almost seems like goes out of her way to make things sound even worse than they are because she is giving me old statistics that aren't even necessarily true anymore um so i mean that was just as hellish as it sounds it it sounds like you know a lot of people say to me like i can't even imagine and i couldn't either i still can't a lot of the time um so that was very 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 traumatizing um after i went back to my sisters i had uh my full awake craniotomy so while I was heavily sedated didn't feel anything I was awake during my brain surgery so they can ask me questions um during the surgery and then I can answer them so they know that they're not cutting like anything very vital out of my brain cavity um I was left with some significant disabilities after um no intellectual disabilities but small things i have a lot of issues with time if you tell me i need to be somewhere at three and it's an hour away i like hem and haw about what time i'm supposed to leave i really you know that's just a really difficult thing for me it's gotten better with time but it's still hard um the major biggest player in this is that i lost the left side of my vision in both eyes, which really hinders me in a lot of ways. I can't drive, which is the worst, biggest and worst thing because I love to drive and I just love the freedom that being able to drive gives you. And the whole left side of my body was significantly affected. When I first got out of the hospital, I couldn't walk at all. And then eventually I was able to walk with a walker and then a cane. And now I can walk fine by myself. I can't ride a bike. I have to hold the railings going up and down stairs. I can't really walk on an uneven surface. Like sand is hard for me. Going from like sidewalk to grass isn't easy. Um, And yeah, anything with my left hand is really hard. I can't type. I have to be really careful when I'm, you know, cooking and chopping vegetables because I, my brain just doesn't connect to the left side of my body like it does to the right side of my body. So I have to, if I need to use my left hand for something, I have to consciously tell myself, okay, bring up your left hand. So that stuff, the way it comes easily to most people and the way it used to come easily to me, doesn't do that anymore. So... um yeah, that so the last two years have kind of been recuperating through all this and learning to deal with all of my new disabilities. And it's been really, really difficult, but I've also tried to still live my life. Some things that I love to do, I love to travel. I used to travel internationally by myself. I don't know if that is something that could ever happen again. Um, just because my vision is so compromised and especially if it comes to like a place where I don't know my surroundings, I'm fairly unsteady. Um, I also love karaoke and being with my nieces and nephew and my friends and my family. So it's really important to me to try to find happy things to do and be and still live my life to the fullest despite this awful, horrible thing that I'm dealing with. I have had 
generalized anxiety for pretty much my whole entire life. I don't remember a time. I mean, I remember first having like an abnormal amount of anxiety when I was three years old and that's never let up. I've always been extremely anxious. I've been in and out of therapy since high school and I finally got medicated for my anxiety when I was probably around 21. Um, And I'm an open book about that. Um, And honestly, it's probably almost good that I had that horrible history with anxiety because I don't feel any more anxious about my cancer than I think most people do, would. You know, I mean, it's just such a nerve wracking, unsettling experience. And most of the time, I'm able to be reasonable reasonable about it. Um, There's just been a lot of the main reason that I switched doctors was that in October of 2021, after I had just finished my treatment. So basically the standard of care for brain cancer, for primary brain cancer treatment, which means cancer that starts and ends in the brain or spine. If it is primary brain cancer, it is very unlikely to spread to the rest of your body. It's it's almost impossible. So it's with my brain cancer, it can't spread to my liver, my breasts, my bones or anything like that. It, it it remains in your brain or your spine. It can grow and very often does, which is the case that I'm going through right now. In October of this past year, 2021, my old neuro-oncologist told me that she saw growth and she spouted out some really scary st- statistics for me and wanted to me- immediately put me on a new, different chemo. And I just decided I'd had enough. I needed to finally advocate for myself. I was really unable to advocate for myself the first time around because I was so incredibly compromised. I couldn't type. I couldn't, you know, it was hard for me to like make the phone calls and use the internet to find a better neuro-oncologist. And I knew the better people were out there. I live in Chicago. There's plenty of top tier hospitals here. So made the decision in October switch practices and it's now come to the point where I do need to go back on treatment there is a small amount of growth there's a couple of spots in my brain on a ventricle and I will be very shortly starting um, a combination of oral chemotherapy which I've I did it for a year but this is a different chemo and I'll also be doing immunotherapy which is very new to the brain cancer world um so while it's really disappointing that I have to go on treatment so soon after I finish treatment uh it is what it is and I'm just gonna choose to remain hopeful and I'm gonna fight this with all I've got but it really made me want to start a podcast. It really made me want to do something creative and that I could connect with people who are in difficult situations or have had difficult situations, but definitely not just necessarily cancer or brain cancer. I want to talk to everyone, and I plan to, who's ever dealt with a big, horrible life issue and still has to live and still has to get through it. Whether we're traumatized and working through that, you know, PTSD, 
which I've never gotten a formal diagnosis for, but I mean, I can basically diagnose myself given all the horrible, awful things I've seen and heard over the last two years. Um, but because I'm so limited with my inability to type and do a lot of hands-on work like that, I really wanted to start this so I could talk to people and learn more about other people's lives and just kind of get some comfort that we're all going through stuff. We all have to live through it as hard as it feels sometimes. And you just have to take it one day at a time. And you have to find joy in as many moments as you can. So please continue continue listening. I am planning on putting out a new episode every other Tuesday. Um, And the reason for the name Taking Back Tuesdays is because I was born on a Tuesday, which is great. But all these bad things with my cancer seem to have come on a Tuesday. I had my big, huge seizure that landed me in the hospital on a Tuesday and I had my biopsy on a Tuesday. I got my diagnosis on a Tuesday. I had my surgery on a Tuesday. Um, you know, all the bad things. I found out I had cancer growth on a Tuesday from my old doctor. One bad thing after another. And I'm through with giving my Tuesdays to something shitty. I'm done. Um, I want to make it better. I want to put out these episodes on Tuesdays because I want us to celebrate that we are still here. We are still fighting. We're still working through the ghosts of our past or present. And I just want to give people an opportunity to speak their truth and feel surrounded by support and love even in the darkest of times. So thanks so much for listening to my first recording with myself and please continue listening on Tuesdays. Thank you.